You're listening to the Soul Career Podcast, the podcast that brings you stories from people who've taken a risk to discover careers that fill them with purpose and make them come alive. I'm your host, Lysandra Rickards. Now for the episode. My guest today is Sheldon Powell, founder and CEO of Innovate 10X, a leading digital transformation firm based in Jamaica. He's also one of the three people, three men, who made a seed investment in Soul Career, and he's someone I consider a friend. I met Sheldon in 2018 when he was leaving his 21-year career at one of Jamaica's largest investment firms founded by his family, the JMB Group, where he served as Chief Technology Officer. He was leaving to start his own technology company and was looking for diverse for to create a diverse board to include women. So he invited me to chair Innovate 10X and I still chair it today. I accepted that offer from Sheldon because I thought he was building something that was very unique and very needed in the region. So almost two years later, after I met Sheldon in 2020, I decided to leave the brand Sacento and found my own company and become an entrepreneur myself. And Sheldon came to me and told me that he believed in me and would support anything that I did next. It is so important to have people like that on your team. So Sheldon, I'm so happy to be able to say welcome to the Soul Career Podcast. Thank you very much, Sandra. Looking forward to this. Me too. Good, good, good. So you left your 21-year career at GMMB to start this company, which is a very risky decision to make. And yes. not a lot, a lot of people dream of leaving their corporate jobs to become full-time entrepreneurs, but they don't actually do it. So what made you decide to do it and what helped you to actually make that leap? Yeah, you know, I'm at the type of person that I put things out there in the universe of, of what I want to do. And it's one of the things that I envisioned for myself. Um, I took me before even when I started, I started JMB because I, I planned to work. At, I joined JMB in 1997 and I planned to give them three years, right? So 21 years later, I was still here. But, 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 but that three year plan, I was thinking of. Um, Starting my own tech company because that's my passion. And then my passion actually is entrepreneurship. JMB at the time was an entrepreneurship type of company. I mean, there's a lot of exciting things going on. You mentioned there was um, a lot of family there. So we were working together in building, in building um, with John, Dun John Duncan's um, dream. And it was a it was a it was a wonderful place to work. But after I would say probably after the first 10 years, going into 15 years, it wasn't entrepreneurship anymore. There was like a lot of governance and audit and um, just huge projects that would take sometimes two to three years to implement. And it, it started to become a little more stressful than, than, than fun yeah. after a while. And in charge of IT, I remember being in charge of IT for like 1,100 employees that have a desktop that, that if a printer not even working, and you know, I know the CIO's number, you're gonna still call me and tell me your printer is not working. I'm like, oh my God, this is like ridiculous, you know? Um, but so, so, I mean, after a while, I was like, you know, I, st I did start to, to struggle and, um, maybe that started to show up as well because, you know, um, Keith, Keith athlete, um, he always knew that that's what I really wanted to do. He knows I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I used to be one of those who jump on a plane with him and we'll go to DR and say, we're going to buy some company in DR. We're going to go to Trinidad and, 
and go and invest in something there. So I always like the entrepreneurship side of, of JMB and not so much the, the maintenance side of it, which was a lot, especially when they got the banking license. It, it carried to a whole new level with a banking license. Yeah. Right? So I, I always was speaking to him about doing digital transformation for, for, for JMB as a separate division, so it's a proper focus, right? And he said to me, you know, why don't I use as an opportunity then to, to start my own business and 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 then and JMB would actually be a client of, of yours, which is how I actually envisioned it um, when I started, uh, you know, I say 1997, that eventually I would leave and have an anchor client in which I would actually do work for. So I said, all right, no, and that sounds good. He said to me, um, well, you know, come with a, a business plan, a business case, and we'll see if the, the board will, will accept it, right? So I worked on that business case. And, and listen, Andrew, what brought me um, to you, and I don't remember, because it would have been before 2018, but I brought that business plan to you and yes. asked you for feedback. Yes. <laughs> all right? And and you gave me feedback. You We met, and you gave me feedback. You gave me very good feedback. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why I love your energy, because you did not have to give me that feedback, which you did give me very good feedback. You gave me some things that, you know, I said, Jamie would not accept this, change this, change that. And I, I, took, I took all of that in. And um, so just to jump in here, Sheldon, yeah. I'm very detailed when I give feedback on business plans. That was my job for seven years. Right. And right, if right. someone asked me to do something and I agree to do it, I make sure to put my all into doing it. So apparently you were impressed by that. And yes, asked I was there. <laughs> I was I was impressed by that. So so no doubt when I came back to, to, to JMB with that business plan that they, they accepted that. Yeah. that business plan right so so as, as you can see it's, it's not like i just jumped and left my job like that i kind of wanted to um have some kind of a cushion right um and sometimes i must say that even if you think about cushion you really don't have a cushion not really going to go into details that, that it didn't work out as 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 well as i thought it, it would because as i said people weren't really interested in digital transformation in the beginning um jmb had a whole heap of other things going on as well besides digital transformation so i really had to um in the first couple of months it would have been um kind of stressful at, at innovate 10x but i was also kind of prepared for that um mentally right so i'm actually still here today but in, in the first months or so maybe in the first year it wasn't really that easy at all yes so i'm hearing a lot of themes come out of this story Number one is that you come from an entrepreneurial family. You mentioned some names there, Joan and Keith. So Keith is your your brother. And yes, Joan my stepbrother, yes. Stepbrother. Yes. And your Joan yes. is your, the family matriarch who went out and created JMMB from nothing as a woman entrepreneur in the days were in finance, in the days when women in Jamaica were not seen as leading financial services companies. So your family is very entrepreneurial. You that yourself is, is, you are very entrepreneurial. You had yes. a three year plan at JMMB and it turned into 20 years. That was yes. number two. And then yes. number three was that you got support from people who believed in you, starting yes. with your stepbrother, Keith Duncan, yes. who became the CEO of JMMB. So yes. 
I have a quick question here because I've been trying to get all my investors to take a psychometrics test. You know that yeah. I'm a psychometrics queen just yes, to see yes. how we all relate to each other on that basis. I don't think you took yours yet, but I bet yours would say that you are very entrepreneurial, Sheldon. Yes, yes. And that has driven a lot of your decisions. So. Sorry. You've invested, you're not only an entrepreneur yourself, but you've invested in many entrepreneurs, including me at Soul Career. Yes. What yes. made you decide to invest in me in Soul Career? And what made you decide what makes you decide to invest in any entrepreneur overall? Okay. Yes, I do invest in in, 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 a, in a lot of on, on, on yes, entrepreneurs, you, you know, and I, I, I like the startup phase because that's when they're most reasonable. You know, I don't want to wait until they have proven themselves and then I can't afford them. So <laughs> I would have to come in from the from the ground up. I would come in. Lissandra, I think the experience that you would have had as CEO of the Branson Center would have served you extremely well, right? I have met a number of people that have graduated from the Branson Center and um, a lot of them are actually doing well. They're still around today. Um, entrepreneurship is not easy. So the mere fact that they're still around um, I know that you would have had a role to, 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 to play there, right? So that is one, right? Um, so, so when I came to with my business plan and you decided to, 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 to give me feedback and I was not a part of the Branson Center, you just decided to give me feedback for whatever reason, which I'm very happy about. And it was good feedback. I said, you know, there are two things that I like right there that you, I see you as a very giving person, like genuinely, because you took, you took the thing to me in a way that you, you want, you, you know, you want children to succeed. So you're going to take the time and give me um, proper feedback. So that is good. Right. And I said, you take the thing personal. So now when you now decide that you're going to go in your own thing, soul career in trying to helping people feed their passion, find, find a career that really matches what they want out of life and so forth. I believe that you're, you're naturally good at that. <laughs> Right. So you're you're like in training for, 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 for doing what you're doing right now. So when you came and you said, all right, um, this is what you need to get started and so forth. I, I mean, I, I believe that um, I like I, I think I really believe probably in you even more than sometimes you may even believe in yourself. I'm just telling you sometimes yeah. that's how I, I feel, you know, yeah. and, and because I said, no, man, this thing is going to really going to really, really take off because all this thing has to do is be herself. <laughs> offer her services. I mean, the way you give it from your heart. And I know it will be a very good investment. So I know it's still very early days, and I'm but I'm I'm not I'm not worried at all because I know that you are behind this thing. You are the you are the majority shareholder, you are the founder, and you are the CEO. <laughs> so so you are really into this thing. You're really gonna make this thing <laughs> actually work. So in, in that and, and and for me, I've invested in a lot of um Entrepreneurs. I invested in my son, Craig, intelligent, who's actually doing extremely well because he, I mean, yes, he's my son, so I would invest in him regardless, but he has a passion. When somebody has a passion for something and very excited, so we'd come and say, you know, daddy, I want to do this, and he's going to want to talk about it. Now, whenever he wants to talk about something nonstop, yeah. that's his interest. I know, I know it will actually do, do well, right? I've invested in Affinity, um, George Henry who is actually doing extremely well as well as a software development company. Again, um, same thing, very talented, very eager. He comes and he says to me, he wants to do this. He needs some capital, needs some guidance, you know, 
invest money there. I've invested in quite a number. It's a the person I actually invested, right? And I've been let down sometimes, which is actually okay with because I think the same formula though, when somebody really has a passion for something and they're um they're willing to put in the hard work. I, I think more times than not, it it it, it has it has succeeded. So that's really my, my formula. I have to show the person has a passion and a drive to make it happen. Absolutely. Um, and that is something that I really recognized over my seven years at the Branson Center, that you could have the best business model in the world. You could have the best idea in the world. But if you don't have an amazing entrepreneur driving that business model and driving that idea, it's not going to work out. So the number one thing that predicts success is talent. And that's why I decided to go into the talent space after the Branson Center. Because mm. a career is the vehicle through which you exchange your time, your skills, your energy for objects of value like money and status and prestige and a great expense account, whatever. So mm -hmm. that career can be a traditional career or it can be an entrepreneurial career, but either way, it's the vehicle through which an individual expresses themselves into the world, which yes. is why I found it so career because I saw that working at the level of the business was not as effective as working at the level of the individual and the person behind mm -hmm. the business. Yes. I've heard you say a few things. Number one, mm -hmm. you look at the talent and the passion of the person before deciding mm -hmm. to invest. And number two, something that you're hinting at, but I want to really crystallize it, is that idea of persistence and resilience through yes. the hard times. Because yes. in your own entrepreneurial story, you ended that part of the story by saying it didn't work out at first the way that right. you thought it would. And yes. no entrepreneurial endeavor does. I'm going through that right. experience right now, right? Yes, yes, yes. And really what differentiates success from failure is that persistence because adversity is the price of admission into yes. success, especially yes. as an entrepreneur. So yes. if you don't, you don't develop your resilience muscle, you're not going right. to succeed as an entrepreneur. That's true. What do you that think so about true. that? Shall that I? is true. That's true. But I tell you what is also important, though, is to have a good team yeah. around you. So, I mean, you as my as my chair, you see, there are things that you would have done for me that you don't you don't even recognize. But yeah. I'm going to tell you what happened. You see, in those days when when um things are really going south, you know, um, you need some people around who is going to going to tell you that, um, no, man, you have to stick, stick with it, man, stick with it and, and, and encourage you because. If you don't have that, you you, you really want to, to throw in the, 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 the towel. You really want to, because you're a human being. It's like, oh, is this really worth it? Um, you know, I mean, that starts to really go through your mind, you know. I, I, I don't tell you, I remember one time I, I call you and, you know, I tell you, I can't sleep. You might not remember these things, you know. <laughs> you know, And you're like, what are you doing? You're trying to kill, you're trying to kill yourself? Why are you not sleeping? Why are you taking on all this stress? You know, you're going to run up your blood pressure and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I was really doing, I was really doing that. You know, because I mean, it's just, just pure stress, you know, but so like, so again, for you, I'm seeing if somebody is being coached by, by you, you're going to help to, you know, just to, to be real about, about everything. Cause this thing is real, you know? Um, so you help in providing that. I mean, my family for sure. I mean, I have, I have, I have big children and they, they, they also, um, provide a certain amount of, of, of comfort, um, for me. I mean, you have to know who who it is when you're, you know, in, in that kind of lonely place when like, look at the world is crumbling around you. 
who you're going to go to and, and, and just feel you can be totally honest with, right? And they're going to come back and say to you, um, no, man, you have to know that, you know, um, like, no, like I tell my daughter, Joel, she's like, oh, you know, daddy, remember, you're the best thing ever now. You're just the greatest. You're so fa fantastic. By the time, by the time I finish talking to Joel, I feel like I am like, like, like the king of the world, you know? So <laughs> I, I have, you also need to feed feed on that because uh, trust me, and entrepreneurship, it does get it get, does get really rough. I mean, what gets rough? I mean, just giving an idea. I mean, you're not able to to meet your pay bill. Yeah. You know, you check on staff and you can't pay them, so you're not even paying yourself. That's a part of it. And you got bills to pay, so you're depleting your savings. That's what happens. You know. Um, then you have contracts. They're writing proposals like crazy, and 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 people not biting. Or people changing the price, people bargaining you down, and you know it's it's, it's a lot of that. And in, in cases where you may have a month, we have no revenue. Right? You go through all of that as an entrepreneur. That's the reality. So what you're gonna do when all that happens is, I mean, you you, you still have to decide whether or not this is worth it and push through and you know believe in what you're doing. If not, you're gonna go belly up. Absolutely. I mean, you really learn what you're made of on this journey of being a full-time entrepreneur and you face, you know, working for a corporation is like living with your parents at home. All your meals are provided, you have roof over your head, you have a consistent income you can depend on, but then launching out onto your own and being a full-time entrepreneur is like going and getting your own apartment for the first time and fending for yourself for the first time and having to figure out how to meet your bills yourself and all of that. And it can be very anxious and yes. stressful and i think yes. all of us who leave corporate to become full-time entrepreneurs go through that period of wondering did i make the right decision did i just throw away my entire life for no reason yes yes <laughs> and yes. you have to go through and come through to the other side of that in order for your vision to be realized because that's the price of admission Mm -hmm. Okay, so Sheldon, I want to go back to the beginning and learn a sure. little bit more about what molded you into the man that you are today. So yes. tell us about your upbringing. Yeah, well, you, you know, I, I come from a real blended family. You know, sometimes I have to stop and count how many of us. But um, from my, my father had three, had three boys, three, no, two. Three, three boys before me. See, as I'm trying to say, three. I'm, I'm the fourth one from 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 my father, and um, and then he had another um, brother um, after after me. Um, he actually married my mom and had um, Nevada. We know Nevada, Nevada Poe, um, and, and 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 myself. But he also um, they, they, that marriage did not last last long. I remember. I remember just being in the house and my parents arguing and all of that and you know i'm sure more than half of jamaica got through that so these things are like like normal so i went actually went to live with my my aunt who is my um my father's sister who she didn't have any children so nevada and i went to live with my aunt my mother actually uh, divorced my father and she started to date dk duncan and she was following in terms of politics her driver's politics were all around the place for for politics and um, we used to travel around with them for politics, and and DK was was married to Joan Duncan. Yes. Right. So who this founded Jim. Right. Who founded Jim and B, and she had five children with with DK. So when my mother married DK, 
you know, my mother, her two, and 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 DK and his five. So there were now seven of us. <laughs> and then my mother, um, in my and DK had two more children, Imani and Justino, oh. um, Duncan. So there was like nine right there. And also, um, of course, my father had some um, brothers from before. So when I add up everything, it was about 10, um, 12 of us. The amazing thing is that um, I'm close to all of my siblings. I'm close to all of them. The ones that live overseas, that come to Jamaica, they come and stay with me. Um, and the connection is, my, my father is that kind of a loving, but my own family is very loving, very loving family. Um, you know, so myself and all of the, the, the mothers in this group, so Joan Duncan, who is like a DK's ex-wife, I mean, she was the one that hired me at JMMB. Yeah. Right? What and was I your to, mother's name? My mother is Grace Duncan. Grace, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, Grace Duncan, beautiful name. She she actually used to be um, life of service as well. She used to be in charge of the uh, Jamaica School for the Mentally Handicapped, mm -hmm. right? And she used to be in charge of Jamaica, um, St. Andrew's Parish Church Girls' Home, which I'm still involved with today. Mm -hmm. I still, you know, um, I take care of the, 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 the lawn there. I take care of the lawn and I, Christmas treats and, and a lot of the girls that are down there. Um, this is where you're placed in, in, in a home by the state because whatever situation you're in at, at home, whether you know, abusive situation or parents neglecting or whatever, you're placed in a home. And my mother used to take care of that at home. So I grew up with parents who are very much into serving others. I seen that example. So I grew up um, thinking that that is also very, very important. So you were the fourth child of the mother side. So the matriarchs of this large Duncan family, um, you were the fourth one to join GMMB. Yes, I was a fourth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, and then you progressed until you became chief technology officer there. And then correct. you left in 2018 to right. start Innovate 10X. That's so correct. Given this whole trajectory of your life where entrepreneurship and being self-made was such a big part of that, even as you joined your your family's company and helped to grow it to the massive bank and investment firm that it is today, a ma major, major player in the financial services industry in Jamaica, founded by a woman. Even as you went through this trajectory, you were still growing Optimum Trading, which is a business that you started right out of college, and you were still yes. investing in other entrepreneurs and thinking about becoming an entrepreneur again yourself. So yes. where you are today, Mm -hmm. Are you, would you say that you are living your soul career right now, Sheldon? Oh, for sure. Yes, I am. So how yes, would you define what is your soul career, Sheldon, that you are living right now? So it, 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 it changes, it changes though. It changes because when I, when I, when I was at, um, doing my master's, right, I wanted to work at an IT consulting firm. So that was a vision I actually had at that point in time. And then Price Waterhouse IT Consulting. I mean, they're a very prestigious firm, right? And they spent, they had a program where they train you, you know, in terms of methodologies and capabilities and so forth as to be an IT consultant. So that was a dream job for me. And I did that for three years and I really enjoyed it. And a lot of relationships that I, I, I formed there, I still have them. Um, today from what I did at, at Price Waterhouse. And then working at JMMB, um, it was a young 
um, company at the time when I joined Jamie's, there was about 60 employees when I left, over a thousand employees, was also, I would say, a part of a, a sole career as well. Now, what would, what would have happened in my journey is that working three years at, at PwC, I would say, okay, how many years? And I actually did plan to give them three years. So that one, I actually got that one right. I plan to give them three years. When I, I started a trainee consultant and they were just ready to promote me to being a senior consultant, right? Cause I know I was actually getting a little bit ready. So I'm a trainee consultant, consultant, next step was senior consultant. But then JMB offered me a job as a software development manager. And it sounded like a, it was a dream job because I, I got to then build technologies for, for, for JMB. So that was a dream job. And I built a lot, a lot of technologies, the money line, um that gym we had today we we had to build that a lot of systems were in-house systems so it's a journey so it's so, so career is that it's a journey it depends on where you are so the job that you may in right now you may have been enjoying that job but there's certain aspects about the job that you're not enjoying anymore and therefore you're ready for a change now what happened with 10x right now there's aspects of 10x now that i am i i actually enjoy I enjoy building 10x. I enjoy building the brand. And there are a lot of aspects about 10x that um, as a CEO and founder, that I can make sure that I focus on those things. Right. Now there are aspects of it that are not enjoyable that I still have to do mm -hmm. because I have bills to pay. Right. So that is with any business that you're in, you have to take a lot of the good with some of the things that are maybe not so so um pleasant. Yeah. Um, but for me, I I I see myself eventually. Become becoming chair of 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 of, of a tenex, and um maybe giving maybe some of the things that you are doing, Mister Andrew. Maybe I come and join you and help um other entrepreneurs or people looking to so career. Because I mean, so right now I'm doing this. I'm excited about doing this. But again, I can see myself in another maybe three years wanting to you know kind of transcend to do something something else. And I love the point that you're making, Sheldon, which is that your sole career is not a static endpoint. It is a journey. So you have, right. and it depends on the vision that you have for your life. So you start with a vision and then mm -hmm. you work towards it and then you achieve it and the vision evolves and you start Correct. again towards yes. the next point on the journey. So it yes. is not, wow, I have arrived and that's the end. Our lives are not designed like that. Our lives are designed so that we can constantly elevate and become mm -hmm. more and more of what we were meant to express in the That's short right. time that we have while we're on this planet. Right. Okay. So with that in mind, Sheldon, I want you to give some tips for our listeners. Many in our audience are curious about mm -hmm. thinking about investors. So you are an investor as well as an entrepreneur. Yes. Um, so how should people who are curious about attracting investors to their ideas, what advice would you give them about choosing and attracting investors? Yeah, you know, um, well, you have, you have to really believe in your product and your service, right? Um, if, 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 if you don't, it's going to show up. Yeah. It's, it's okay to be nervous around and all of that, but Fundamentally, you have to really believe, believe, believe in it. And if you don't believe in it, maybe that's not what you should be, be doing. So that's the first question you have to ask yourself. Because when, when the going gets rough, if you don't have that belief, you're not gonna have that substance to keep you, you going. Um, 
I think I think valuations are also you know um important you know in that you 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 try to I believe I I, I like to buy into a company on the value that it that it is right now and not based on some future evaluation because sometimes I've seen pitch decks and they say oh you know in three years we're gonna make um you know ten million dollars and blah blah so okay I, I get that but but where are you right now <laughs> right where are you right now and where are you right now it could be that like in case of you, Mr. Sanders, that I am I'm, I'm a very talented person. I understand this area and 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 this is what I'm gonna be doing. That's where you are right right now. So I, I I can buy into that. I can buy into that. No, you may find after a year or two that you have now tested the concept and you have customers under your belt, you have given you have given um offer the service and you have repeatable customers, then you have a new evaluation because it's not a concept anymore, right? And then, then again, you still need to value the company as to where you are right now. But but every step of the way, don't be giving away too much value in the audience. Because if you bring in investors, you know, maybe give away a 10%, a 20%, or a 30%. You know, you have to leave to me at least a minimum of maybe 60% as a floor for yourself, right? Because to me, if you give up more than 50%, it's like you're working for somebody. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you're going right back to where you're maybe coming from. Right, but at the same time, if you're building a, a JMB and you end up owning only ten percent of JMB. That's different. But as a young entrepreneur, you want to try and keep as much um, control of the company as, as 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 possible. And the other thing is that you have to surround yourself in terms of your investors with like-minded people, because this is like you're inviting somebody to your home. It's your company, and you're inviting somebody like I guess into your home, maybe to stay for the weekend. Right, you only invite people that they take to your spirit. You know, you're comfortable. You can be yourself around. You can all that. Don't don't have people that you have sold piece of company that you you're gonna dread calling them. You're gonna dread meeting with them. You're gonna have to pretend. You're gonna have to tell the white lies or anything like that. I mean, it's not it's not worth it. So think clearly in terms of who you want to invest with you. Like minded is that they can understand your vision and your mission. And you know, can um, make sure the money is smart in that you know the people can come with good advice to help you along your 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 journey, right? And um, and as I said, very important that you can be yourself. So if, if things are not going well, it don't make sense to try to cover it up because if people are invested inside, it's just a matter of time that they know it's not going well. You can be honest with them and be straightforward so they can actually be on this journey with you. Yes. So you've said a lot of things there and a few that I really want to touch on. Um, The first thing you said was about investing at the current valuation and not the future valuation. And I think that is the fundamental difference between Caribbean investors and American investors, because American investors, based on where we are today, they invest in potential and Caribbean investors invest in current situation. What do you think drives that difference between the two? I have some theories myself. Yeah, I'll tell you what it is. You know, there is actually more money in the States ch- chasing um, talent, which is scarce. Yeah. In, in Jamaica, there's less money available. And um, there's also very little talent. <laughs> we have both side equations wrong in Jamaica. There's, there's, there's not enough good ideas invested, and there's not enough money there to invest in it as well. But um, in the States, which with, with a much bigger market, I think it's easier to 
to invest in in in, in potential. Um, so something like that. I think you know what will also change as well in 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 Jamaica. I mean, to your point, the the banks right now pay little or no interest on your money. Yeah. Right. So if I have a million Jamaican dollars and I put it in the bank, I luckily if I get um, forty thousand Jamaican dollar return on it, and then the government takes another twenty five percent tax, so I'm left with about um, thirty thousand dollars on a million dollars. So if I if find somebody like a Lissandra now with a very good idea, the hurdle rate for her is actually um, not that high, yeah. right? So in Jamaica before it was that very very easy before to just be lazy and put money buy some bonds or something like that and get a return. In the states it's not like that. You actually have to put talent to work. Um, so it actually will 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 change. And maybe my, my outlook will maybe a little bit different, but right now I'm still like, no, I, I kind of I want to understand your numbers right now, and not necessarily yeah. where they where they, where they can where they can be. Yeah, and I I think you've hit the nail on the head. And the language that I'm gonna use is that in the U.S. there is abundance. There's a lot of abundance, and people operate from this expectation of continued abundance. In yes. Jamaica, we have a long history of scarcity, especially mm -hmm. scarcity of capital. And mm -hmm. people operate from an expectation that, well, we're not sure if abundance is coming, so we have to operate from the scarcity place. And yes. so entrepreneurs in Jamaica are at a disadvantage in the sense that they are not going to have the 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 time or the bandwidth the way that american companies can have years and decades of operating at a loss and still attract investors still attract money based on potential and, and ideas because yes. they're coming from this place of abundance here you have to show traction very early and very quickly yes. otherwise yes. your runway completely dries up now yes. I think that will change over time, like you said, because the structure yeah. of our economy is changing. And I mm -hmm. also see how investors are changing in the U.S. too, based on, on some very spectacular Silicon Valley failures, like a WeWork, etc. There is yeah. now a shift to demanding more traction and more proof yes. up front. However, yes. it's something for entrepreneurs to be very aware of when they're seeing on cable TV, what's happening in Silicon Valley and the expectations from Caribbean entrepreneurs need to shift. It's not going to be what you're getting in Silicon Valley. <laughs> right, right, right. Which right. makes it more difficult. Um, and yes, it does. The cycle of abundance and growth in the region more difficult because capital is so hard to to attain. But yes. we're all working to change that here. Mm -hmm. So with yes. that... I hope yes. that you enjoyed being on our podcast episode today, Sheldon. I really enjoyed ha having you. And I yes. hope our audience really were able to distill a lot of these nuggets that you talked about as you told the story of your career and your entrepreneurial journey as well. Yes, and I, I hope the audience also takes you up on, the, on, on your offer <laughs> to, to be a part of, of crafting that soul career for them because they will not be disappointed. Love that. Thank you so much, Sheldon. Thank you for your belief in me. Thank you for putting money behind that belief. You've enabled us to see through a pandemic year and to continue going and thriving and growing in Soul Career. So I appreciate you so much. And thanks again for being on the podcast. Okay, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. 
If you love this episode, remember to hit subscribe and leave us a review. And if you're a professional, executive, or entrepreneur that's interested in taking one of our coaching programs, head on over to soulcareer.com and sign up for a free consultation. We would love to hear from you.